This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the big interview. Bite Size. I'm Graham Hunter and in each episode you'll hear an elite footballer tell a story that's guaranteed to brighten your day. All of them come from my podcast, The Big Interview with Graham Hunter, which you can find by searching on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. As a non-Celtic fan, one of the first performances of yours that really enraptured me was you not quite single-handedly putting Ajax, Johan Cruyff playing for Ajax out of Europe. But I believe our last podcast was with David Moyes and he made a grab for Johan Cruyff's shirt yeah. and got, didn't get near it. So who got it, you or George McCluskey? Or who got Cruyff's shirt in 1982 when Ajax were knocked out of the European Cup? I'll start the story with the format of who got it and it was George Toby McCluskey. Ah. As you recall, I mean, he's my all-time favourite European player, Johan Cruyff too. When I was young and getting brought up in the Celtic tradition, which was about being creative, and or you went the other way, just physically you were trying to fit into a system. And I never really understood systems. I just wanted to play the way I seen people. So ultimate hero was Douglas. And then overall, you look at the foreign players who, in the old days in my concept, we only got, sometimes got the one draw. So you go home and away. And it could be Juventus, could be Ajax, could be somebody pretty easy. Uh, so the concept of Europe was all you ever did was read about these guys in magazines. And Cruyff was the one that always caught my attention. Uh, skinny, unpredictable, the Cruyff turn. I love footballers who have been, who have created something different in football. It makes me fall back in my chair and say, wow, you think sometimes it's a boyish, a stupid thing to still be in love with the game. I'm like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like everybody coming up to my restaurant and having to talk about football because no. I do it for a living. But when I talk about people like me who love the game so much, you do tend to fall back into your, your youth. But with that time with Cruyff, they absolutely battered us at Glasgow Celtic. And we drew 2-2 in the first leg. Cruyff was genius that night because he just came in and kept feeding it to Jesper Olsen. I was getting marked by Jan Moby, later of Liverpool. Vandenberg was a big player at the time for them. And everything we did, we couldn't get to him quick enough. And Danny McGrain was, our, for me, the greatest Celtic player in my lifetime. Danny had started to say, we have to try and make inroads. So we, we got away from Glasgow at home, 2-2, and we thought, it's never going to happen. And Billy McNeil wasn't a great tactician. A great man, Caesar himself. Yeah. But he simply said a few things to us going out at the old stadium in Amsterdam. Was, we're already out, so go for it. Why not go for it? And of course, I've scored, and George McCluskey scores later on. But if you remember, Graham Sinclair was one of your, your guys and he had nailed Johan Cruyff on a few occasions. <laughs> so Johan, because his age, eventually had enough. He, he couldn't take any more kicking. He, he, at this stage, he's 37, 38. He's 37, he? 38. But I mean, Graham Sinclair was just specifically there to destroy him. And what a soft 
gentleman he is actually off the pitch. But he couldn't believe that he actually was getting the grace to behold one of the greatest of all time. Anyway, he nailed him. He gets taken off about 15, 20 minutes to go. And we sneak through. But as you go round the old inside of the stadium, Johan Cruyff is on a treatment table. Oh, yeah. And I went by and I heard Nicholas getting shouted. And I, I kind of paused. So I put my head back round and I just got, well played. It was, you played really well. Uh, congratulations, good luck. The Ajax shirt came away. So I got the Ajax shirt and put it down my Celtic top and slowly went in. And I was probably last in, but this time most of the boys were in the shower. And of course, everybody's, who got it, who got it, who got it? And there was a few quiet, I was quiet, ducked in my bag. And Danny <laughs> McGrain looked at me and went, and I went, clocked that. Ah, right, a thumbs up, <laughs> wink, uh, thinking I've got it. And then, of course, when we, we got back to the hotel, George showed the number 14. And I opened mine's up just to clarify, and it was like 32 or something like that. It was just a known number. But it was just the fact that I got a word. He said a word was more than enough. That was worth Tension. For him to seek you out and say well played. Well, I don't think he was seeking me out. I think it was just one of those moments when I'm by and for him to acknowledge. And I think he was always, maybe this is part of the greatness of what I'll and probably you love about Barcelona. We, we talk about humility, is that there is a way to lose. And the concept of how he's always had that. Mm-hmm. From then, I also always said to myself, I'll never ever admit, even if there's a better one that there's a better one in him because of the way that he went about the business. He is an extraordinary man. It's been a privilege of being over there, sent by UEFA, where when they were celebrating 50 years, I think, the European Cup, they sent me to his house. We went in there. And amongst, it was about 45-minute interview. And one of the things was he still contends, absolutely, that it wasn't any big deal to lose the World Cup final because it showed the world a brand of football that because we didn't have wall-to-wall television then, there was no YouTube, no internet, that the world could learn about how that style was attractive, that people could copy it. Maybe he's kidding himself one, but all these years later, he still believed that the greater good of football had been served even by losing, which I think is an extraordinary statement. You might have found somebody saying afterwards, we should have won, or Germany were lucky, or Mm. that, you know, the Ferrari and the German press about the wives and our social before the final affected us, whatever. Pound for pound, he's the most important man football's ever had, if you think about him as a director, a coach a footballer and I'm still impacted by him as much as you are now mm-hmm. I still find him a fascination every documentary or anything mm-hmm. comes on and I hear that he's on it I have to listen and going way back when they do the greatest teams ever now and Ajax is on and how his other teammates talk about him that it's such a strong influence even at 23-24 he had a strong influence to say no we have to play this way and I'll sacrifice something if I have to mm-hmm. but it has to be done for the right reasons and to keep portraying that without ever winning the greatest prize ever and to be so close to it the European Cup at that time was as big as it probably ever was for any Champions League is massive now, you know, mm. but and a different financial package and everything. But for World Cup and for the way that the Dutch team had this philosophy that was changing the dynamics of European football it was extraordinary. Mm. 